to Ministry in Motion, a program where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Derek Morris. And I'm Anthony Kent. Whether you live in Taiwan or Trinidad, Russia or Romania, God wants you to be a great Christian leader. Whether you're a full-time pastor or a lay leader of your Christian fellowship, God wants to use you to impact your world. Our topic today on Ministry in Motion, words of wisdom for pastors. We're going to be speaking with a seasoned pastor and evangelist, Pastor C.D. Brooks. You know, the Bible says, listen to counsel, receive instruction, that you may be wise. Anthony, I think we're going to learn some words of wisdom today. I'm sure we are. Pastor Brooks, you know, you think he's an octogenarian. He's had 50, perhaps 60 years in ministry. There's a, a great deal we can learn from this statesman. And what's uh, so encouraging is to see the way that he has mentored so many other pastors. Exactly. And we're wanting on our program today to learn words of wisdom that will bless you, whether you've been part of a ministry for many years or just getting started. So thanks for joining us as we look at words of wisdom that could bless your ministry. Perhaps God would use you to bless the ministries of people around you. Stay tuned for Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're getting some words of wisdom for pastors today from a senior statesman, an experienced pastor and evangelist, Pastor C.D. Brooks. Pastor Brooks, it's an honor to have you on our program today. Thank you, my friend. It's good to be with you. Now, we have pastors of all ages that join us for Ministry in Motion from many parts of the world. But I'd like to start with some words of wisdom for pastors who are just getting started, the young pastor maybe just got out of training, full of enthusiasm, but not much experience. What are some words of wisdom that you would give to a pastor just getting started in ministry? Well, there's so many things I wish I had time to say. I have encountered a spirit amongst many of the young men, a spirit of fear. Now, they wouldn't call it that. But they are afraid to try, afraid to do this, afraid to do that. I saw something profound the other day, and I can't remember if it was a bumper sticker or uh, something else. But it said, fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. Mm. And that is profound. Mm -hmm. I've had young men come up and say, oh, Pastor Brooks, I'd love to do what you do, but I'm not an evangelist. Well, how do you know? especially when you're too scared to try. How do you know you're not an evangelist? I, I usually tell them a little story. Eighteen of us at the World Head Conference uh, uh, headquarters of the church, eighteen of us formed together once to build eighteen townhouses. Now, we were expected on short notice to just keep up with one another, and we'd spend the same amount, so it was a good idea. My wife and I joined it, and we were able to keep up all the way through until we finished but we all had unfinished basements. And I was out of funds. And I said to myself, I want my basement finished on time like everybody else. So I went to the company and I bought the paneling that I was going to use. I bought the nails. I soon found out that I was driving nails into solid concrete and I had to have special nails for that. I went back and got them. And I was down in my basement pounding away. 
And suddenly there was a knock at the door, and I opened the door, and there was a carpenter, an experienced man. He said, I heard all this racket over here, and I thought I'd come see what you're doing. I showed him. He said, oh, you got the wrong hammer. I said, use this one, about twice as heavy as mine. And he said, use these nails. And don't you know, when everybody else got through, I was through. I could have said, I'm not a carpenter. Mm. The apostle said to the young man, do the work of an evangelist. So don't be afraid to try something. And don't be afraid of numbers. My first campaign was in a small church. We had 22 members. I baptized 22 souls. My. So I had fun telling some of the guys we were blessed to double our membership. And we'd have a laugh about it. And I'd have to explain we only had 22 members. But fear must not stop us. If I dumped a bucket full of rattlesnakes right here, you might climb the wall getting out of the way. That's a reaction. If you decide to stay here and make sure I'm not harmed, that's a decision. Mm. So your first word of counsel to a young pastor is don't be afraid to be bold for God to do. After all, that's something God's asked us to do. Absolutely. To proclaim the goodness. And not only that, God is interested in your success. He says, you put forth the effort with the right spirit, and I will guarantee. So God's not given us the spirit of fear. Yeah. Power and love and sound mind. Absolutely. So, what else would you say to a young pastor? Don't be afraid to be bold for God. What else would there be wise counsel? To expect to enjoy the ministry. Now, you've got to come in for the right reason. I believe man still ought to be called. I really do believe that. Uh, I went to see my own son at college, and we were tight, and so we were in his room just having a chat. And all of a sudden, I asked him a question. I said, Son, are you running from the ministry? And he turned away thoughtfully. I thought he gave it serious thought. When he turned back, he said, Dad, I don't feel called. I said, then don't volunteer. We don't need you that badly. Hmm. But if you're just running from it, all I was going to do is tell you to read the story of Jonah one more time. <laughs> There's no place to hide. Sure. But you want, you want the, the young pastor then to, to go into his or her ministry with a sense of expectation that it's going to be a joyful, Absolutely. fulfilling experience? Absolutely joyful. And, and I have earned the right to say this, having been in 60 years. But I look back and nothing. Now, you have trials and you have tribulations. What do you expect? I would tell my folk when all of this comes up, Satan is paying you a left-handed compliment. He's saying, I fear you, but if you're no trouble to him, he might leave you alone. So we take all of that in stride, leaning on the Lord and trusting in the Holy Spirit and his promises that are sure-based, as sure as the throne of God, the inspired writer said. And so I want pastors to get past this stuff of being afraid to try this and afraid to try that because that leads to pandering and compromise. We get to the place where we are afraid to tell the truth because the people might not like it and they might not come back to hear me. Mm. Why, I never thought that way. I've had ministers say to me when I preach for them, my pastor, uh, we can't preach that way in our church. What do you mean? I just did. We got young people. I used to, uh, I shouldn't admit this. I had a big church, but we found room for the children to be in that church. We didn't have children's church. The men in T-shirts told them bedtime stories. I wanted them to hear the message 
that was preached. Now, it's my duty to make it simple, not just for children, but for uneducated people. Jesus preached, and the common people heard him gladly, we are told. And so that's the responsibility I have. Now, I could stand at the door and shake hands and call everybody's name. That was a gift in those days. Can't do it anymore. But the youngsters would come by. Elder Brooks, we enjoyed the sermon. What do you mean you enjoyed it? Did you understand it? Well, yes, sir. Quickly, give me a synopsis. What did you hear? Mm-hmm. And those young fellows, 12 yeah, and 13, would spell it out to me, and I would rejoice inside. So we preach God's message that he called us to preach. We are told by the pen of inspiration, the three angels' messages are the last warning message to the world. What it is about life last that we don't understand. It, is it the L-A or the S-T? It makes it urgent, doesn't <laughs> yes, it? So here's a young pastor. Go out and be bold for God and realize that it's a, it's a joyful and blessed experience. And I also heard you saying connect with people. You learn their names. Yes. You even cared about the children. You're building relationships with them, even if you're just getting started. I know that there's some more experienced pastors saying, but what about when you hit the middle years? And we're going to come back to that right after the break. All right. Perhaps you've been in ministry for a couple of decades and you feel like the the joy has gone out of your ministry. You'd like to <clears throat> reignite the fires and experience that early enthusiasm and joy. We'll be talking about that in the next segment of Ministry in Motion with Pastor C.D. Brooks. Words of wisdom for pastors. Stay tuned for Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Words of wisdom for pastors from a seasoned pastor and evangelist, Pastor C.D. Brooks. Pastor Brooks, we're so happy you're with us today. You've been an old man. Well, no. You <laughs> listen to counsel, Scripture says. Yes. Receive instruction that you I may be wise. I agree with you. You gave us some great counsel for young pastors to, to be bold and courageous, to not be afraid to fail, to, to enjoy their ministry and to connect with people. Perhaps there's some pastors who've been ministry for a decade or two and they say well I used to feel that joy and that enthusiasm and I used to love people but but I've been through some experiences and, and I'm feeling like here I am I've got 20 years to go and I'm just looking forward to retirement how, how could a pastor in those middle years reignite that that first love experience and move his or her ministry back into full gear top gear again I would say, first of all, by keeping on being young. Who told you you were old because you've been in 10 years? Hmm. Keep on being young. I believe with all my heart that it is a crime for a preacher to have a dull church today. Hmm. With all that's happening, these eschatological things that are going on, let's stop and think about them. Uh, The Lord himself referred to the turmoil in nature, the upheavals in nature in the last days, a sign that the end is near. Think about it. Birds dropping out of the sky by the thousands. Tons of dead fish floating up on a beach. These things mean something. Earthquakes in diverse places. The word means different or various. Earthquakes in diverse places. On January 1, of 2011, there was an earthquake in Argentina and an earthquake uh, world away in Japan. And the very next day, an earthquake 
and the very next day an earthquake, and then comes the falling of the birds. And the these things mean something. So you tell that pastor that's kind of just treading water, yeah. open your eyes and look at what's happening all around you. And preach it, because people are curious about that. And it's a dangerous thing to let them be complacent when all of these things are happening around about them. The Lord's servant says, God is not seeking to destroy life in mass, but rather to wake us up, to wake us up. If I were in that middle group now and had a church, I would want my church wide awake. Mm. I'd want them excited. And when they are excited, they come to prayer meeting. Mm. They come to, and when I was coming along, you didn't just have service on Sabbath. You had service on Sabbath. You had service on Sunday night. You had service on Wednesday night. And often service on Friday night. You got together four sermons a week. And you want to be relevant. And you want to be on point. And as you do this, the people will come out. I used to hear Cleveland say, well-fed sheep don't stray. Hmm. They'll come out, they'll turn off the television. If you are making something happen, they'll mostly, our homilage teacher would say to us young fellows, if you catch on fire, somebody will come to watch you burn. That's right. I imagine you've heard that before too. Yeah, that's right. So be relevant, be excited about it yourself. Now, one of the things I've noticed in your ministry, and I've watched your ministry for many years, some pastors, they, I don't know if it's that they become so busy doing work, or, but they don't take care of themselves physically. And so they get into the middle years and they're already out of condition. They're not, you've, you've taken care of yourself through the years. Is that physical care for the, for the body important for the pastor too? How does that help you to to be dynamic in your ministry. Pastor's most important, not just for the ministry, but for your home. My wife and I do power walking today. Still. We don't feel like it, but we do it. And we admit every time we feel better having done it. And so I was not kidding when I said, stay young, young at heart, and, and keep your programs going and depend on God and thank him every day for what he does for you keeping you alive and keeping your mind clear and keeping you busy in his work. And look for new things to do. Look, I just thought of Trophy Day in the last, last church that I pastored. I had been chosen as a delegate to the General Conference in San Francisco that year. Having done this so seldom, I wanted to make a good vacation of it. So I told my church early and prepared them. And I said, now what we're going to do, we're going to have Trophy Day. We're going to train you to go out and win souls. In order to be certified, you will have to have begun your series. And in September, when I get back, we're going to preach for two weeks. And then we're going to baptize. And if you have a trophy, that person in a baptismal garment would be on your arm coming down the aisle. Well, to make this story short, the time came. And we had 108 trophies. Hmm. There was a man named Mr. Green. He was a realtor, lived very well. I baptized his wife, his son, and his daughter-in-law. But he would come to church with them. And when we started teaching them to do personal evangelism, he came with his wife. One night he raised his hand. I said, yes, uh, Mr. Green. He said, Pastor, is it all right? I'm not a member of the church. Is it all right for me to take part in this? I said, absolutely, it's all right. On Trophy Day, we had the press there. 
the big cameras, and we had special music. My choir could sing a certain anthem in a way that would make the hair stand on your head, and everything was powerful. And down the aisle comes the trophy march, and you see a lady with a lady on her arm, a man with a man on his arm. The only person who had two trophies had on a baptismal garment himself was Brother Green. He was coming down the aisle, too. Had two and they were agents in his office, so old real estate. My. So that's what I mean. Try something. Talk to God about it. Try it. And watch God do things that will surprise you. You know, it's a wonderful encouragement to realize that all through your ministry, you can continue. I guess you need to have the same kind of bold spirit that you encourage young pastors to have. Don't fall into a fearful spirit just because you've tried some things in the past. No. But continue to be bold for God. And you have every right and reason to do so. You see, when God makes a promise, he keeps it. I, I hold him to it. I remember once, I, I, I was ashamed to tell this, but I'm not ashamed now. I remember once we needed bread and milk in our home, and I didn't have the money for it. Here I am, pastoring the largest church in the conference. Here I am with all these people, and I don't beg and borrow and steal. And so what to do. I went into my office at night and I opened my hand and I had 37 cents hmm. for my name. I laid it on the desk and I started talking to the Lord. And I told him, Lord, you said that the righteous would never be forsaken nor their seed begging bread. You said, you said, you said. He wants us to talk to him like that. And when I finished with it, I said, now, Lord, you can count. That's 37 cents. While I was talking, there was a knock at the door. A lady came in. She wanted to know where I got a book I had sold to someone. I told her. She said, you got any more? I said, yes. She said, how much are they? I said, $14.75. She took out a $10 bill and a $5 bill. And she didn't hand it to me. She laid it on top of the 37 cents. Mm. And then a second she was gone. And I don't mind telling you, I wept. Pastor, if you're facing some challenge in your ministry... Words of wisdom from God's word. Believe the promises of God. He says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I want to encourage you to believe the promises of God wherever you are in your tenure in ministry. We're going to be right back after the break as we get some words of wisdom for finishing well in ministry. Stay tuned for Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, words of wisdom for pastors. The scripture says, listen to counsel, receive instruction that you may be wise. Our guest today is Pastor C.D. Brooks. Pastor Brooks, it's been such a blessing to hear words of wisdom from you. We're glad you're with us today. Thank you so much. This has been a treat to me too. We've been talking about words of wisdom for young pastors for pastors in their middle ministry years. Now I want to talk about pastors perhaps coming towards the later years of their ministry or even after retirement. You've been active in ministry many years. What keeps you going and, and keeps that passion burning in your heart? I'd like to answer this in a way that I didn't think I would. I was walking in the mall not long ago with my wife and 
just happened to be holding hands. And told a couple passed by. I spoke to them. As soon as they got past, they turned around. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Guys with gray hair, old hands with their wives, and <laughs> what in the world is going on? I um, I appreciated him saying that, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to be cute by saying it here. I'm simply saying, you've got to be passionate about something. Mm-hmm. You've got to love somebody. And it is very important as you approach those years to be able to look back in spite of temptation and trials and know that the Holy Ghost has kept me clean. Mm. I've not been involved in anything shameful. Mm. I know men who have lived in fear, even though they have repented. The damage was done. The fruit was born. One of the first things I'd like to say is, if you're married, be true to your wife. If you're not, be true to your God. Hmm. Satan despises God's workers. Now, that is a quotation, even though I almost said it a while ago. He despises God's workers more. He, therefore, makes you a target. And he sends people in to degrade and to to, to pull you down. Hmm. But if you are willing to let God keep you, and not take credit for it yourselves. He will keep you. And when you get older, you look back, and that lady that you've been married to for 50 years is still the most beautiful thing you ever saw in the world. I think it's important to say that, perhaps in connection with this idea of growing older. That's a powerful testimony. Bless the Lord. And beyond that, uh, it's good to be useful. And it's also good to know how to put things in God's hands and not worry about them. And so he knows you're getting older, and he knows it will be good for you and good for his people to keep you useful. Mm-hmm. And he does it. Now, there are some things you'll notice if, if that happens to you. The things perhaps that you were taught and believed come across a little differently now from the younger set. I have no problem with that as long as you stay on point. <laughs> now, if, you, if you're going to talk about the second coming, talk about it. If you're going to talk about the millennium, talk about it using the Bible as your means and proof. And you will discover that you're not so far apart after all, but you are walking along together. Also, uh, be friendly and nice to these young men. Like uh, an older man was nice to you once upon a time. Mm. Right. I had a problem once that shook me to my boots, a problem of racism. Hmm. And my wife's father was my president. I knocked on his door and I went in and I was burning. Hmm. He opened his drawer and pulled out a little book, dog-eared and worn, and just started to read. I said, sir, what is that? <laughs> I wasn't married yet. Mm-hmm. What is that? He showed me a book called The Southern Work. Uh, and heaven came down. Mm-hmm. The very thing I was angry about was clear in context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he said to me, son, as long as you live, I want you to remember two things. I got ready for two long episodes. He said, number one, the message we are called upon to preach to the world is the truth. Definite article. The, mm-hmm. Not a truth. Mm-hmm. The truth. Don't ever forget that. Number two, I thought, wow, this is going fast. (laughs) 
the church we belong to is the remnant church. Hmm. He said, don't ever forget that. We might have people that are unkind and all blah, 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 but you remember that. Well, gentlemen, you notice I haven't forgotten. That was 61 years ago. Wow. Anthony, you've been listening to this program. We've just got a minute and a half left. Is, is there a question or a comment that just kind of is on your heart right now? It's not a comment. Pastor Brooks, to me, you personify the strength of all that's good and, and quality in ministry. By the grace of God. Exactly. Beautiful. I'm not I wanting know. to embarrass you. I know what he means. But the most, to me, the most impressive thing about a pastor is a mature pastor that's worked in the heat of the day, produced fruit by the power of the Holy Spirit, and remained true and faithful. To me, that's one of the most inspirational things that I've ever seen in my life. Pastor C.D. Brooks, thank you for being with us today. We're praying that thousands of pastors around the world will see this program on Ministry of Motion. And if you watched it today and you say, I have colleagues that need to watch that program, you can tell them to go to our website at ministryinmotion.tv. They can click on this program and watch it, download it, share it in a study group. I believe there's words of wisdom that Pastor Brooks has shared with us today that will bless your life and your ministry. Remember that on our website, ministryemotion.tv, there are lots of other resources too. And they're all free, available to you, so that you can be the great Christian leader that God wants you to be. Fearless, experiencing joy in your ministry that we've talked about, and, and finishing well by the grace of God. So thank you for joining us for Ministry in Motion today. We pray that God would bless you in your ministry. Join us again next time, Ministry in Motion. Mm -hmm.